You are going to flee constantly is what God says. Just people are going to be in constant anxiety and terror over what might happen to them. And he says, you will have no power to stand before your enemies and you will perish among the nations. And so those of you who are left will pine away in their iniquity in their enemies' lands and also in the iniquities of their fathers, they shall pine away with them. That's pretty sad. That's how that ends until, until God says what he's going to do to bring his people back when they finally turn back to him, the, the few that finally turn back to God. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries Podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Hello, faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of P40 Ministries Podcast on this lovely Monday morning. And I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend this past weekend. And tell me what you did. Go over to p40ministries.com slash contact and let me know what you did. But let's go ahead and talk about Leviticus chapter 26 verses 21 through 39. I have a lot to read today, so I'm going to jump in like real quickly here and talk about God's curse towards people who disobey him. So this is going to be a really fun and uplifting episode today. (laughs) Definitely not uplifting for sure. But okay, let's talk about Leviticus 26, 21 through 39. Grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and uh, grab your Bible in whatever version you prefer to read out of. And let's go ahead and read this. If you walk contrary to me and won't listen to me, then I will bring seven times more plagues on you according to your sins. I will send the wild animals among you, which will rob you of your children, destroy your livestock, and make you few in number. Your roads will become desolate. If by these things you won't be turned back to me, but will walk contrary to me, then I also will walk contrary to you, and I will strike you, even I, seven times for your sins. I will bring a sword upon you that will execute the vengeance of the covenant. You will be gathered together within your cities, and I will send the pestilence among you. When I break your staff of bread, ten women shall bake your bread in one oven, and they shall deliver your bread again by weight. You shall eat and not be satisfied. If you, in spite of this, won't listen to me, but walk contrary to me, then I will walk contrary to you in wrath. I will also chastise you seven times for your sins. You will eat the flesh of your sons and you will eat the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places and cut down your incense altars and cast your dead bodies upon the bodies of your idols and my soul will abhor you. I will lay your cities to waste and I will bring your sanctuaries to desolation. I will not take delight in the sweet fragrances of your offerings. 
I will bring the land into desolation, and your enemies will dwell in it and be astonished at it. And I will scatter you among the nations, and I will draw out the sword after you. Your land will be desolation. Your city shall be a waste. Then the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths as long as it lies desolate, and you are in your enemies' lands. Even the land will rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. As long as it lies desolate, it shall have rest, even the rest which it didn't have in your Sabbaths when you lived on it. As for those of you who are left, I will send a faintness into their hearts in the lands of their enemies. The sound of a driven leaf will put them into flight, and they shall flee as one flees from the sword. They will fall when no one pursues. They will stumble over one another, as it were before the sword when no one pursues. You will have no power to stand before your enemies, and you will perish among the nations. The land of your enemies will eat you up. Those of you who are left will pine away in their iniquity in your enemies' lands, and also in the iniquities of their fathers they shall pine away with them. Oof, oh boy, this is some rough stuff here. Rough, rough stuff. We don't want this stuff to happen to us, that's for sure. (laughs) So first and foremost, verse 21, if you walk contrary to me and won't listen to me, then I will bring seven times more plagues on you according to your sins. So according to the sins of the people, God is going to multiply these punishments. And that's actually a better word translated is punishments rather than plagues, because that's what this is. This is punishment for the people's sins, just uh, falling away from God, the God that they are supposed to worship, the God who they have a covenant with, which they uh, broke. And so God's going to break his end of the covenant, which was to remove his blessing from his people. But what's interesting about this, uh, this entire thing, is even though Israel, if they fall away from God, was supposed to become cursed, it actually doesn't say anywhere in here that God was going to literally remove himself from them, which is really interesting. It actually just says that Israel is going to be cursed, but God is pretty active during all this. He's kind of just sitting around waiting for his people to come back to him. When we see this actually being played out which would be later on in Israel's history before the time of Jesus, when this actually all happened, every single one of these things were fulfilled because the people just kept walking further and further and further away from God. And they started worshiping other idols. They were sacrificing their children to Moloch. They were worshiping Asherah and Baal and all these other gods. So God started doing this stuff. And the first thing God said he was going to do to punish his people was to um, bring wild animals among them. In verse 22, I will send the wild animals among you, which will rob you of your children, destroy your livestock and make you few in number. Your roads will become desolate. So the wild animals thing did end up happening in, I think it was like first or second Kings. God sent like a whole bunch of lions because the people were just starting to disobey him. And so these lions started like eating up um, like the sheep and the livestock and they were killing some people and they also uh, were killing like tradesmen. So the roads did in fact become desolate, which was kind of interesting. So this actually got fulfilled. But God says when that happens and the people still don't turn back to him, because that's kind of, I mean, yeah, that's not good. We obviously don't like wild animals and uh, they're definitely a problem. And even here in America, we have a we have a big problem with uh, black bears and grizzly bears here in America. I know more about black bears 
because I live in an area where there are black bears. And thankfully, the black bears around where I'm at are not like too, too dangerous. Well, they're dangerous. They're always going to be dangerous. They're a bear, but they're not like so dangerous that you hear about a lot of deaths in my area. But if you go down south, more towards like the, um, towards the, uh, the, what the heck is the mountain range down there? The, um, oh my goodness, the one in Tennessee, that mountain range, Smoky Mountains, there we go. If you go down to the Smoky Mountains, you can have a problem with bears and during the, and also on the Appalachian Mountains as well. There's a kind of a big problem with bears attacking travelers because of the food that they have in their packs. But yeah, I mean, bear attacks aren't great. Lion attacks obviously aren't great. And so God sends these animals to try to turn the hearts of his people back to him. Because we do know that when trouble comes our way, we do have a tendency to go back to God. I don't know why that is. I don't know why we don't think about God when good times happen. Human nature just wants to you know, enjoy the good times and forget about God. And so when that happens, God says the first things he's going to do is send the wild animals. And so, yeah, that's what he ends up doing in first or second Kings is he sends those lions to his people to get his people to try to, you know, he wants his people to turn back to him. It says in verse 23, first and foremost, he's going to bring a sword upon them that will execute the vengeance of the covenant. So the covenant's just going to be broken at that point. And it says that the people are going to be gathered in the cities, like I would guess uh, fearful for their lives of, you know, these attacking armies, but then they're going to get sick. And so then it says if they don't turn back from that, then they will be delivered into the hand of the enemy. So they're not going to be hiding in their cities anymore. But then all of this stuff is going to happen, you know, because all these people are gathered in these cities trying to, uh, you know, get rid of these warring um, entities that are trying to, you know, come after them. You know, famine is going to happen and sickness is going to happen as they're gathered in these cities. And, you know, uh, inflation is going to happen. And that actually got um, fulfilled as well, I think, in Second Kings, once again, in the land of Samaria. That got fulfilled pretty heavily, and people were eating their own family members to survive. And there is a story about that in Second Kings about a woman who ate her own child to survive because food was so expensive, nobody could afford it. It says that in Second Kings that even buying pigeon poop, I would guess to eat. I'm not even joking. This is a for real thing. Even to buy pigeon poop to eat was six shekels, which, you know, shekel is a weight. And to buy a donkey head to eat, which is practically inedible, I would guess, would be like 80 shekels of silver. So, yeah, that's pretty expensive. And people were not able to afford that. So there is a story of a woman who ate her own child in order to survive that. And that was during the time of Elisha, when people were really, really, really falling away from God during all that, especially in, uh, in Israel, because you remember that Israel and Judah at that point, like kind of broke off and Judah was still kind of sort of following God, or at least they, 
they um, lasted longer than Israel did. And Israel just was not following God. They did pretty much everything contrary to God. And that was, you know, all this stuff ended up happening to them because God removed his hand of favor from Israel because they were just sinning and sinning and sinning and breaking the covenant over and over and over again. They were worshiping other idols. They were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And so that's when God uh, took his hand of blessing away from Israel. So it says that God's going to, you know, if the people still don't turn back to him, because (laughs) people just don't turn back to God sometimes. That's something I was talking to my husband about the other day. It's like people really, really like to complain about crap. I see people complaining all the time on Facebook about, oh, you know, this and that and politics and, and everything. But then they don't change anything. They they don't change. They want to complain, but they don't go and do something to change the issue they're complaining about. They just want to complain about it. They don't want to actually go and do something about it. And it just drives me up a wall. It really does. But <laughs> it really drives me nuts when I see that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you are complaining about something that you could potentially contribute to changing, but people don't like to change. And God even talks about how people don't like to change when in the end times, people are going to, because, you know, those plagues are going to happen again in the end times, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff is going to happen because the world's just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. And so plagues or rather punishments are going to happen in the end times. And so God says that when the punishments happen in the end times, people are going to be so distraught and they're going to just complain constantly and they're going to beg the mountains to fall on them to crush them dead because they are going to want to die so badly. But they refuse to turn back to God. They absolutely 100% refuse to turn to God. But yeah, so people don't really like to change very often and Um, Unfortunately, it's kind of the same thing happened with Israel. The people just refused to change, even though they saw this stuff being fulfilled. And and God was honestly doing some of this stuff while begging his people at the same time. Don't forget, God was actually begging his people to turn back to him. He's like, I don't want to have to do this stuff that I told you I was going to do. He's like, please turn back to me like over and over and over. There's so many prophets of God begging his people to come back. Like God actually begged his people to come back. He's like, please come back to me, please. I don't want to do this. And so it's just funny, like God's mercy, even though he said he's going to do it, he's so merciful and gentle that he doesn't really want to do it. And he begs his people. He's like, please don't make me do this. (laughs) Here's, uh, Here's what it says here, though. If the people refuse to turn back to him, You know, he's going to scatter the people among the nations, which actually happened. And he's going to draw the sword after them. But then he says, then the land will enjoy its Sabbaths as long as it lies desolate and you are in enemies' lands. The land will enjoy rest and its Sabbaths. And we've seen this before. When the people continue to do bad and crappy things, when us people continue to do bad and crappy things, The world starts getting destroyed a little bit. Like the earth, it actually says in the Bible, is groaning. It's in misery. It's in misery. And so the earth is groaning. And when we do violent acts, such as, for example, killing somebody, God actually says 
that uh, the earth like groans because of that. That happened with Cain and Abel. God said he could hear the earth groaning when Cain killed his brother Abel after that happened. So the earth is like groaning because we we do violent stuff and are just kind of crappy sometimes. And so, um, so God says that the earth, when the Israelites are gone and, and scattered among the nations, which is what ended up happening, the land will enjoy its Sabbath rest because literally no one's going to be on the land. And so the land is finally going to have its time to rest. So then in verse 36, God continues on and talks about how even when he scatters the people into foreign nations and they still don't turn back to him, he says, here's what's going to happen. For those of you who are left, I'm going to send a faintness into your hearts. And he says, when you hear a leaf fly by, you're going to think it's a sword. You're going to be so scared all the time that somebody is pursuing you. Even when you're not being pursued, you are going to flee constantly is what God says. Just people are going to be in constant anxiety and terror over what might happen to them. And he says, you will have no power to stand before your enemies and you will perish among the nations. And so those of you who are left will pine away in their iniquity in their enemies lands and also in the iniquities of their fathers, they shall pine away with them. That's pretty sad. That's how that ends until until God says what he's going to do to bring his people back when they finally turn back to him. The, the few that finally turn back to God, God is going to once again reopen up the covenant. And so we're going to talk about that on Wednesday. So tune in for that episode because it's not all just doom and gloom. People have a choice. That's what God says here very, very clearly. But at the beginning of all of these uh, paragraphs that we've read, God says, you have a choice. You have a choice to either walk contrary to me and hate me and fall away from me, or you have a choice to follow me once again. And when you do follow me once again, I will, in fact, bless you and continue on with this covenant. But I mean, that's so true for right now. I mean, we have a choice to follow God or we have a choice to fall away from him. We, we have that choice. God has given us that choice. And that's part of free will. But there are consequences for our actions. There's always going to be consequences for any actions. And God is so insanely merciful that a lot of times we don't see the consequences of our actions. But eventually, someday, we will. God makes that pretty clear that uh, everybody is going to stand in front of him and give an account for what they did on earth. So my call to action to anybody that's listening to this is if you aren't following God, maybe think about following him because it truly is the best way to live. And I know this from experience, man. Like I used to not follow God and my life was absolute misery. And my husband has a very similar testimony, actually where um, he says he experienced hell on earth before he started following God. I mean, like I always say, guys, following God produces great results. Like it just does. It, it produces many awesome things. You know, God is so good and so gracious and so merciful, and he loves his people so much, but he will, in fact, punish people who do continue to fall away from him. So my call to action to anybody that's listening to this that isn't on track with God 
Maybe think about a way that you can start getting back into that relationship with God. Or if you don't have a relationship with God, maybe think about trying to have a relationship with God at that point. But yeah, guys, so this was Leviticus 26. But don't forget, this is not the end of the story. There's a there's a good story here. And we're going to talk about that on Wednesday and also finish up Leviticus chapter 26 and then move into Leviticus 27, which is the last chapter of Leviticus. And then we'll move into numbers. Yay! And we'll be on season four of the P40 Ministries podcast, or rather the Bible Explained podcast at that point. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Happy listening and God bless.